Welcome to Unlimited Horizons, a podcast hosted by the International Association of Women. I'm your host and the president of IAW, Megan Bizzuto. This show features amazing women from the IAW community who are climbing the corporate ladder and taking their communities with them. Are you ready to be inspired? Let's get started. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to Unlimited Horizons, the podcast by the International Association of Women. My name is Megan Bizzuto. I'm your host here today. And I know I feel like I say this all the time, but if you're new to this podcast or you've been listening for a while, I genuinely love this is one of my favorite things to do is to have these conversations with our influencer members and learn more about them and their journeys. But I always walk away with either a new piece of advice, a tip to help my career, things to help in my life. And and so the the whole journey here is really meant to to help us understand other people's paths and challenges so that if we've overcome something, we can help share that with our listeners, right? If if I've come through something with my career and I have tips and advice that can help another woman not have the same challenges, I want to share that. And so um, just a, a very supportive, empowering community we have here at IAW. And I love showcasing these influencers and their stories. So today... My guest is Wendy Dalpez, who's an entrepreneur and franchise business owner and career ownership coach with the Entrepreneur's Source. As a career ownership coach, Wendy has been helping women realize their dreams of self-sufficiency and career satisfaction for 10 years. She lives in North Central Washington State with her husband, JD. They have four children, six grandchildren, and she's also very involved in Rotary International and helping people grow in their careers. Wendy, welcome. I first want to say thank you for being here. I'm so excited to dive in and learn more about what you do. And I know you've had you've had a great journey, so we're going to talk about that. But to kick us off, can you kind of expand a little bit with what you do as a career ownership coach and and how did you how did you end up in that role? Absolutely. Thank you for having me today. I'm really excited to be speaking to you about this, one of my favorite subjects. So as a career ownership coach, um, I help people that are going through a career transition. Maybe they're underemployed or very unhappy or have been laid off or whatever their circumstances are. I help them discover different types of opportunities um, as business owners. And uh, we go through a process of really understanding their goals, not just their background, but what's important for them as they go forward and some assessments to help them understand what what they could do as a business owner in a safe space. Um, not a lot of salespeople or anything like that, just a good place to explore. Um, I got started after a 25-year career in newspaper publishing and went to a conference where um, I met someone who said she was a career ownership coach and um, I'd never thought about owning my own business. And I worked with her for a while. And um, I think the light bulb went off one day when she said to me, Wendy, what's holding you back? These people, they trust you to run their companies that are worth multi-million dollars. Why won't you do that for yourself? Where I thought, you're right. If these people trust me with their money, I should be able to trust myself. And so that's when I really went down the path of really looking at business ownership. And, and honestly, I liked what she did so much. And I really wanted to help people that it made sense to uh, become a franchise owner and do exactly what she did for other people. And I've mm-hmm. never looked back. Amazing. Now let's talk about that a little bit, because when you made that decision to, to go out and, and run your own business, you didn't necessarily have complete support from those around you. 
No. (laughs) (laughs) And of course I know where this is going, right? So I, I think that this happens a lot where we as women have big ideas or big ambitions and dreams. And there's people who, who love us and they, they support us, but they, they maybe question, are you making a, a, is this, is this the, the best fit for you? Do, do I like, maybe they don't, they don't know all the story, right? They might not know all the details, but they're not, they're not supporting our dreams. They're sort of saying, oh, maybe that's not such a good idea, which I mean, imposter syndrome sneaks in. And then it's like, you get that added juice to, oh, somebody else doesn't believe in me and I don't believe in myself. So maybe they're right. Maybe I shouldn't do this. So I'd love if you can share, you have a crabs in a basket analogy that I think is fantastic. So if you can, if you can share that with us, but then also how did you persevere? How did you get their voices out of your head and say, no, I'm, I'm, I'm sure I can do this. I'm confident in myself. I think the first phone call, so I'd done my due diligence. I had talked with a lot of other people that did this. I, I was ready. And my first phone call was to my mom. And my mom said to me, who's always been my biggest support, Wendy, I think this is very irresponsible. You know, you are the main support of your family. And this is just too much risk. And you don't know what you're doing. And I was just, I was shocked. Got very similar from my sister. And I thought, you know what? I really have looked at this. I've talked with a lot of people and um, I know I'm going to be good at this. Um, I'm going to be really good at this. And uh, one of the things that I've learned is the analogy of crabs in a basket. You put one crab in a basket, they can climb right on out, but you throw others on there and they're pulling them back down. You know, part of it is they want to get out with them, but part of it is they don't know what's on the other side and they're bringing them back down. And I think a lot of people around us do that and they're, they love me. They're looking out for me. And, um, I, you know, appreciate that about them. And I remember, you know, a couple of years into it, my sister calling me one day, she goes, I would never, ever take the risk that you did. She goes, how amazing that you have been able to accomplish all that you have. And, you know, and of course they're very proud now and they understand. And I think the other one that just cracks me up to think about it is a, uh, I met with a a counselor at the Small Business Development Corporation after I decided to get into business. Um, I wanted to make a connection with him for my clients. And he said, oh my goodness, why did you do this? You're going to fail miserably. And I remember looking at him, I go, no, I'm not. This is an absolutely awesome business. I get to live in beautiful Washington state, work with people across the country. I know what I'm doing. So it's become this joke. We run into each other all the time that he always, when we're in a networking group, wants to like get in front of me to introduce himself first and then introduce me to say, you know, this is Wendy. I told her she'd fail. She did and she's done a wonderful job, but she'll tell you that. And now he's kind of changed a little bit to take credit for it. So I only said that to motivate her, which is kind of funny, but not, but, mm-hmm. but so, mm-hmm. so, um, mm-hmm. I think women have a hard time with that because we're so in tune with what we have to do mm-hmm. that we're not told about all the things we could do and that support, um, we have to support one another because it's not necessarily there all the time. And we have to look at what, what is best for us and, and have faith in ourselves. So I think that's what I learned through this journey. Yeah. I, I think the, there's so much truth in that. Like we, there's, we have what other people expect of us and we, we put so much emphasis on what others tell us we should be doing or what society tells us we should be doing without looking at, look at all the opportunities, look at, look at what, 
what I could do if, if there was no constraint, if nobody had an opinion about what I could do, we tune it out. Right. And when you tune it out, there's, there's some magic there. There's some really great things that happen. Now you, you have something here about defining your career goals in terms of your ILWE. Can you, can you talk, yes. can you explain what ILWE is? Sure. I love this. Um, it's your ILWE, your income, your lifestyle, your wealth and equity goals. And what I like to do is tell people, take everything off the table, everything you're supposed to do, like you just said, everything you have to do. What do you want your life to look like? Mm-hmm. Most people think income is a pretty easy one to name. Um, but I think the one to really concentrate on is the lifestyle. Um, what lifestyle you want, let the income, you know, help you drive that, um, you know, and what does wealth and equity look like to you? Mm -hmm. I know when I went through my coaching process, the lifestyle part was really important. I have an older son that has mental illness that I needed more time with. I had a daughter in middle school that I wanted to spend time with. So it was hard for me to name that. I thought I had to go to work, work 10, 12 hours a day, every day, come home, do laundry, do it again the next day. And my coach kept saying, no, you don't. What do you want your day to look like? Don't think about any of those things. And I said, if I could have anything, I want to be home when my daughter gets home from school every day. Mm -hmm. And um, I remember when my daughter first came home and looked through my little office door in my bedroom at the time and said, now, what do I do with you? And I go, I don't know, but we'll figure it out. Mm -hmm. And I never had that time with my boys, but that's been so important. And um, even now, as they're all grown and, you know, Bella's in her own um, awesome career, um, I can be there for them whenever I want. And, um, you know, I can have a great income. I can provide for them. I just took my daughter on a trip. Um, but if I need to drop things to go be available to my son who needs me, I can do that. I've mm-hmm. got grandkids, kids I get to be around all the time. That mm-hmm. wouldn't have been possible with a traditional job. Yes. So I've got the the income, the lifestyle. I think it's so important to really just set your goals. We forget yeah. what we want. Um, yep. You know, we're so busy with the grind every day that sometimes it's good just to take a step back and, and look at that and then plan for the future. I remember when my coach asked me, what's retirement look like to you? And I said, I'll probably die at my desk at work. Mm-hmm. I have no idea. Mm-hmm. And so setting those goals for retirement, I want to be able to retire whenever I want to. I don't know that I'm going to want to. I love what I do, but that option is available. But you don't to want to be now. stuck working. Right. If one day you say, Hey, I'm ready for what's next. You're, you're not well, financially, I can't do that. Right. So, so having that, that carved out, I think is super important, but I love what you said about lifestyle, because I think so often we chase the dream job with the great salary and we're, we're always looking for the, the opportunity, but not, not so much the, well, what's important to me from a lifestyle perspective, right? I have three young kids. So guess what? I, I love working from home because it means when they get home from school, they can knock on the door and say, hi, right. I, we have a nanny, so it's not like I'm parenting all afternoon, but it's, I'm around if they need me, if the school calls and someone's sick, I can get there. I'm not, I'm not having to commute back. I'm not having to call a friend. And that's important to me, but to some people it's not, it's, it's, it's all a matter of what is important to you. Um, our school, my kids are in three different schools this year. And the the last one is elementary drop-off doesn't start till 9am. So guess what? My calendar is blocked between eight and 9am because that's my time with my kids. And it's, that's, that's my priority. Right. But, but I think 
being taking that step back and, and allowing the space to say, okay, this is my ideal. This is what I actually want. And then carving your career around that. Um, and the income one is it's interesting. I have a, my oldest just started high school and is starting to talk about college and future. And I said, well, what do you want to be when you grow up? And she started talking about some, some interest in jobs. And I said, let's look at salaries and see like what, what that looks like, because I know the kid loves to travel and the kid loves to ski and the kid loves nice things. And I said, what, what salary, salary potential do these have? Because when you look at your lifestyle, you want to make sure you're building a career that's going to support that. Um, And I I think it's so important for us to have those conversations, but I love the way you set that up with the, it's, it's a, a great, great way of looking at it. Um, so one of the, one of the tips that, that you had in the pre-show notes was around building community and working together, but specifically around finding connections for other people. And this, I like, I, I believe that this is something that women excel at, right? I think men can be very good at networking, but I think women are very good at making connections, like the understanding what problem you have and knowing, Hey, I might not have the solution, but I know five people that I can refer you to, or I I'm going to connect you with so-and-so. We're going to take a quick break to talk about the international association of women. We talk a lot about the challenges women face, and we know that the best way to overcome challenges is with a supportive community by your side. The International Association of Women is here to support you throughout your professional journey. No matter where you're at in your career or business, IAW has the resources, tools, programming, and events to help you make progress towards your goals. This includes frequent networking events where you can show up authentically and share your ask with the community, a resource library filled with eBooks and templates, and monthly workshops and webinars that are geared towards helping you maximize your potential. Visit www.iowomen.com to learn more about the IAW community and how IAW will help you fast track your success. All right, let's get back to the show. So I'd love your thoughts on kind of how you've built that community for yourself, but then also that, how do you become that connector? How, how does that play out for you? Um, I love this question because I feel like connecting people is, is my special skill, but I also believe women really do have that skill. Um, you know, I have a lot of people that come to me that are just very um, distraught. They've lost their job, whatever it might be. And, um, and they're all over the place. So um, in the United States, so I want to know what connections are. I may not be the right resource, but I'm going to try and be their conduit to whatever it is they need. So um, learning what those resources are, I will say my local community has been great and has opened up many, many, many doors for me for that. But knowing what those doors are and then helping people in other areas find those doors, I think is really special. Um, You know, a lot of networking, you're out there trying to find clients. And I feel like that's not the right way to be. It's what can I give you? Tell me what you need. Let me see what I can give you. That's going to leave someone with a good impression of me. And if they know someone or ever need whatever it is I do, you know, they come back. So I just think being that conduit is the most important thing. And if you enter into conversations like that, how do I connect you? You know, and I do that with all my clients. When I talk with them, potential clients, I may not be the right resource, but tell me what you're looking for. 
And let's see, I work a lot with franchises. A lot of people I talk to have great business ideas. Um, franchises are right for them. They're super smart. They've got what they need, but I know who to connect them to to get them the help that yeah. they need. And yeah. I think that's a really important component. We all have to support one another and that's the best way to do it. Right. Absolutely. I think you and I, you and I completely agree on the idea of showing up in networking spaces with a value as a value add, not a what's in this for me. Right. Right. Of course, we're all looking to build meaningful connections that are going to support our goals. But if you walk into a new relationship with, hi, Wendy, what can you do for me? Will you buy my product? Will you, will you give me, give me, give me? Whereas if, if we walk in and say, Wendy, what are you struggling with right now? How can I help you? right? You, you build trust, you build relationship first and add value. And I, I have this conversation with people about how do you add value to your network? Cause a lot of people will look at me and they'll, they'll be like, well, I don't, I don't, how do I do that? Right. What do I have? That's valuable. Introductions are the most valuable thing. Exactly. <laughs> we exactly. all know people and it's the easiest thing to say, Wendy, meet Katie, Katie, meet Wendy. You two have a common alignment here. I'd love to see if, if the two of you could collaborate. It's the easiest thing to do, right? It doesn't have to be complicated. Um, but when you become that connector, people, people come to you because they, they value that, but then you stand out as, as, Hey, Oh, when somebody needs Wendy services, I'm referring Wendy because she's just a great person and I trust her and, and there's value there. Um, and I think that when we go into these networking conversations as look at me, buy from me, I'm, I'm here to sell. It just creates this false sense of like, it just, it's off balance, right? I think that we crave connection right. and we, we crave authenticity. And when you can show up in that way, there's, there's magic that happens. And I think it helps you with your own business because you become almost an authority. People yes. will seek you out because they know Wendy knows in the Wenatchee Valley who does this, this, or this. So yeah. call her and right. make that connection. And I think that is just, it's a great place to be. And it's a lot of fun. You get to know everybody. I, I, well, and that's, that is, I consider myself an introvert, but I do love meeting people. I love being in spaces with people. I love, I'm, I'm so curious about other cultures and religions and the way people work together. Um, and so it's that, that when people are planning events or meetings or whatever, you want your name to be inv on that invite list, right? And and you do right. that by being the person that that builds connections and adds value and and that supports everyone because then you're constantly going to be invited to things. And you might not be able to say yes to everything, but you want your name to be on that list. And that's how you get your name on that list. <laughs> Absolutely. And I think you said something important, be genuinely curious. That's what I tell new coaches that are coming in. You know, a lot of what we do is just listening to people and finding out what their needs are. So be genuinely curious, ask them, you know, I deal with people that have all different cultures and it's so interesting to me. What's important to them is different than what's important to me. So asking those questions, people yeah. want to be heard. And yeah. I think that's a good portion of being able to connect people is listening. Mm -hmm. Yeah, agreed. Um, and I, I, I think listening is one of those skills that is so important, but people don't necessarily give it the attention it deserves in terms of how do you become an active listener? How do you become a better listener? How do you, how do you engage in conversations where you're actually taking in and, and not just listening to respond, but actually listening confirming, validating, et cetera, 
because right. that's how, that's how we retain. Right. And that's how we, we have better conversation because we're not just, here's what's next. Here's what's next. But, but we're actually taking it in. Right. Um, and so when it comes to, to building your network and to, to building a, a community, right. A system of support, being that listener is going to serve anyone really well. Exactly. Um, so as before we, I have, I have a few more questions, but I do, I always like to make sure that we, we give a little shout out to where people can find you online because it's, it's important that we connect people. Right. And so this will all be connected in the show notes. Um, but you can find Wendy on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. Do you have a preferred platform for connecting? Um, you know, I really love Facebook. My daughter says it's my age. I'm a Facebooker, um, but that's really good. But professionally, LinkedIn is mm-hmm. is great. So um, those two, I'm very lucky that as a franchise owner, my company keeps up the Instagram and a lot of those posts for me. Um, <laughs> you know, so I've been banned from any more photos of my poor daughter on Facebook. But uh, now that she's a professional, um, mm-hmm. so uh, but that's still my my favorite. But LinkedIn is a great great. I love connecting with people with LinkedIn, because you never know again, when you can connect somebody from there to work with all these people. And sometimes they need something I don't, I can look through my list real quick and say, you need to talk to this person, let me connect you. So I think Mm -hmm. that's important. Yeah, no, that's I always I always say to people, you know, connect with me on LinkedIn. And if there's someone in my network that I can introduce you to, I'm happy to make that happen. If if you have questions for me, like, send them over. Um, So for those listening, go connect with Wendy. You can connect with me as well, but Wendy's LinkedIn is in the show notes um, and a great way to reach out. If you're looking for career support, you're looking to expand your network. Um, One of my last questions. So one of the things that, that you sent over and we talked about is the idea of fear. And, and we have all these, all these people that maybe are second guessing us and all these things that society is telling us we should do or not do. And, there's often this fear of taking the next step or making a change. So you took a very big step in walking away from a corporate role and starting your own thing. How do you get past the fear of what ifs? The Oh, the- there's so many what ifs, aren't there? Um, I think the biggest thing is give yourself space to get the knowledge. Ask the questions. Do your due diligence, I think, is the best way to combat fear. I think if they say fear is false evidence appearing real. And it's really easy to say, oh, I could never do that. I could never take that risk. But my pushback a little bit is, well, is it a risk? Is it a risk to stay where you're at and not know if you're going to make it through the next set of layoffs? Or, you know, what is the cost of inaction by doing nothing? You can get knowledge about things. It doesn't mean you have to make a move, but you learn. And that is how you get through. I think a lot of the fear, Um, a lot of it, a fear comes from well-meaning people in our lives, friends and family. Um, And again, I think you have to trust yourself and make sure you have the knowledge about what you're doing and a good plan. I always tell my clients before they make a move, I want to know that you've done enough due diligence to know what it takes to be successful. You can tell me what that looks like and that you can't wait to get up and do it tomorrow. There has to be that good, you know, mix. And if that's where you're at, then it's a good match. If not, you either haven't done enough homework or it's not the right thing for you. So let's look at something a little bit different, but it is quiet. It is hard to quiet 
those naysaying voices behind you. But I think just learning and education is your best, your best I love bet. That. Yeah. I love that because at the end of the day, we all know what we're capable of, right? It's, it's, it's an internal, I, this, this is actually something I'm a Peloton user and there was, I don't remember who it was, what ride it was an instructor, but it, Peloton, they encourage you to, to increase your resistance, increase your speed. That's the whole thing. And I remember her saying like, only, you know, how much more you can give, right? Only, you know, how much higher you can go on that knob. And I think the same holds true where you have an idea, but only, you know, how much work can you put into it? How much, how much do you have to give? How much passion do you have? And with education and training and support, we, we really can do a lot. And it's that you just, you have to take the first step. You have to, you have to educate yourself. You have to equip yourself with the knowledge and make decisions based on facts and knowledge, not necessarily based on heart and gut, <laughs> right? Exactly. Heart and gut are very important. But when I find often, like if I'm struggling with something or I feel that like, oh, is this the right data will always support what I want to do. And I'm big on data and using numbers to support what I want to do. But, but that I think anytime you're feeling apprehension or like there's some fear, equip yourself with the knowledge, equip yourself with the facts and, and that, that can help. Exactly. Exactly. Um, Wendy, I've loved this conversation. I, I feel like I could sit and talk to you all day, um, <laughs> but I know our Thank podcast you. listeners will not tune in all day. So, <laughs> um, my last, my last question, as we wrap up, do you have any final words of words of advice or tips that we can leave with our listeners? Ooh, I think, um, you know, be unafraid to, uh, to look for new opportunities, be open, um, really sit back and think about what's important to you and, and learn as much as you can. You know, um, I could have stayed in that same career miserable for another 25, 30 years, but, um, opening that door to see what else was out there has been the most exciting thing that ever happened. So I just encourage people be open, take a look. It may not be for you, but you may surprise yourself and see on the other side of that door that looks so scary is something that's just going to rock your world. So I say, you know, look through it, discover and, um, you know, be open, keep an open mind. Powerful advice. Thank you so much, Wendy. I've, I've loved this conversation. To all of our listeners, thank you for listening. Um, if you enjoyed this, I'd love if you could leave us a review or a comment, a message. We always love getting feedback from listeners and, and hearing your takeaways and what you thought as well. Um, with that, we will be back again next week with a new episode. I thank you, Wendy, so much for being here. Thanks to all of our listeners. And I hope everyone has a fantastic day. Thank you for listening to Unlimited Horizons, a podcast hosted by the International Association of Women. If you would like more information about our community, visit our website at www.iawomen.com.